Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Kevin Risley is now on the line uh, where we'll start to talk this chat about heavens above. Firstly, Kevin, uh, thanks for ringing back. Uh, how are you and whereabouts are you today? Oh, I'm at um, Shepparton. Uh, I now live at Shepparton, actually, and it's not on the farm, but um, uh, about 10 minutes from the farm. And, uh, yeah, so I, I knocked off early to get back here. I don't know why I missed your call, actually. I, I was sitting there waiting for it, and I said you rang about four times. So I apologise <laughs> for that. That's okay. <laughs> I'm persistent like that. So, uh, look, let's... Let's probably start a little bit. It is breeding hour, so I want to focus more on breeding. And t- tell yep. us a little bit about you were a big, big breeder over many years. And what, it, what we go, the last I could find, or the earliest I could find, was Bay Ghoul. Or did it go all the way back to Bay Ghoul? And what got you involved in breeding harness horses? Well, uh, yeah, it was just sort of a sort of progression. I um, uh, started with dogs. <laughs> yeah. So my, my, my hobby was retrieving trials and field trials and that sort of thing. And uh, I met a, met a chap through that called Ronnie Robinson. He was a policeman at Pylong. And we become great friends. And his hobby was harness racing. And uh, he introduced me. And from there, I bought the first farm up at Shepparton, which Ron came and managed and um, was involved in. And, uh, yeah, sort of uh, grow, grown from there. And... Um, Bay Gula, uh was a part of a, a uh, we're trying to get a little band of brood mares together and we bought uh, a few mares from um, New South Wales, um, Sullivan, I, I think was the chap's name. But um, yeah. yeah, and she, Bay Gula, she she was, um, I'm on the, the what, you're going back about 30 years now. Yeah, but, that's okay. Uh, I, I, I think she, she was the dam of a horse called Lake Withdrawal. That's right. Uh, who, she uh, had she started our brood mares off. She actually has produced a couple of British Crown winners and um, many, many, many winners and horses such as uh, Right Interest, who was bred on and left many, many winners. It all goes back to that. So it was a, yeah, no, it was a, we had a very good taste of it early and. Um, Trouble is, you finish up with too many around you. You have to cut back. <laughs> yeah, 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 we'll get to that. Uh, shall I suppose she, uh, that family was your first real interest in harness racing. The interest kept going, didn't it? It was family interest, yeah, shared interest, yeah. ride interest. And is that was it was was there a reason behind that interest name, or did that just no, come out of a late withdrawal? Look, sometimes I sit down and I had about ten to name, you know. Yeah, and I, yeah. I need a bit of a theme. I might have been looking at a bank statement. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, and, and I used that, but uh, we great success. We had that lovely Charter um, National Interest who, who yeah. was, uh, you know, racing against Snoopy and all that. Uh, yeah, no, it was good, very good. So for that family, she and uh, yeah, no, it was uh, amazing, amazing. So yeah, so early uh, to early two thousands, you've been breeding horses for twenty or so years, and and with some success and. 
Somehow you've ended up buying a horse out of the American yearling sales, a filly called Heavens Above. It was obviously a little yep. bit take place for this to happen. Yeah, well, we um, we got together, uh, Mark Hoare. I don't know if you know Mark. He's a great mate of mine. And uh, uh, Bill Anderson and Matt Feast, um, Gene's uh, yeah. son. Yeah. Uh, we all went over there together. Wow. And uh, yeah, we went to Lexington and went to the sale. And I, I bought two. Uh, another one, Let's Be Happy, her name was. I just tried to look her up and see what she'd done, but I couldn't find it. But... Um, yeah, so I bought two back when we just picked them out. The and not dear, I think they ran about twelve, ten thousand. Uh, you know, twenty odd years ago, it's still a bit of money, I suppose. But um, yeah, but, but they were just you know reasonably bred with a chance, and um, I bought them. And uh, Peter Walsh was there. I actually bought a yearling with him at the same time, and uh, he hung on to the two and broke them in in. in in the States for us, so they're a bit easier to ship back, you know. And when yeah. they broke them in, we brought them back here, yeah. Yeah, well, I can tell yeah. you, I can, I can tell you about Let's Be Happy. She was bought by uh, Yabby Dam Farms as well, and she's had six foals for five winners. Val Gardina was a very good horse and ends in a party who won a few country cups, so she kicked on a bit, Let's Be Happy. Well, it just shows you one thing. I'm a very good judge. <laughs> yep, yep, very good. Um, <laughs> well, why didn't she race yeah. heavens above? No, uh, it just wasn't up to it. Yeah, yeah, no. Some have it, some don't. You know. So I remember she was a lovely big filly, and uh, yep. yeah, but she just uh, just wasn't quite there. But the genes were there, obviously. Yeah. How how much were you looking into the breeding side of her and? Uh, I know Super Bowl was a three-by-three three cross, which doesn't mean much to me, but to breeders, they seem to go for these sort of crosses. And Super Bowl was a three-by-three three cross. Her grandmother, Heavens Above's grandmother, was a, had 30 starts for 18 wins in the 80s. She must have been a real good trotting mare in America. Yeah, I, back. I, I think, think I was taken with the sire a bit too. He was firing yeah. at the time. And... Uh, you know, being over there, there was a lot to look at and uh, oh, a lot yeah. of sides we haven't even heard of because we only hear about the real good ones, you know. But, um, yeah. you know, I was taking the and she was a lovely big mare and uh, all the legs pointed in the right direction and everything. So uh, that was her. The other the other mare was uh, interesting. Let's be happy. She, mm. she was by um, Andover Hall and uh, we only paid 10 for her. The next year, they averaged 80,000, <laughs> you know, so... It was amazing. So that next year he had he had crop on the ground, I suppose, and they were starting to race and people yeah, could well, see how yeah, good they were. Yeah, really right. Exactly, exactly. But she she only won one race and she was lucky five horses in the race broke, you know. So <laughs> <laughs> again. Yeah, it wasn't ability that got her through, but um she was there was nothing wrong with her and uh yeah, she could go a bit, yeah. But yeah, she's done a big job by you telling me, that's good. Yeah, no, yeah, she's done a great job for uh, Pat, and he uh, Patrick was on next, so I'll I'll dig a bit deeper into her and and of course into Heavens Above. Who uh, in two thousand and nine, it was twenty first of June two thousand and nine. You had a dispersal sale. You you, you mentioned you, you just end up with too many around when you're breeding mares, yep. and you get yep. seven or eight foals out of a mare, and then their foals have seven or eight, and their foals have seven or eight. You can go from one to ten to fifty to two hundred to a thousand pretty quickly, Kevin. I don't think you ever got to a thousand, yeah. but and I always try to use the very best size. So you know the daughters yeah. are awfully well better bred than the mare. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, and uh, you sort of move on, and um, like we're 
bred some beautiful horses, you know, um, uh, Spider Girl, and uh, uh, you know, it goes goes on and on and on. You know. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, a- it's, it's it's horrible to say too many to remember, but <laughs> I, I can I can break that. So, yeah. Oh, that that's good. So, Spider Girl is she the best one you've bred? Who's the best horse you've bred? Or you just can't you just can't compare them, can you? It's like comparing your kids, I suppose. Uh, yeah, look, I I I think um, Spider Girl for, for complete. You know, kind of uh, brilliance. You know, I, I know when uh, when she won her first two-year-old size stakes. You know, and I remember what I said. Well, you know, we, we took her to the trials, and she won by twenty meters. We took her to the trials, she won by fifty. And before she raced, we took her to the trials, she won by a hundred. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, she never looked like doing a thing wrong. You know, it's amazing. And uh, I've got. Very nice, um, Father Patrick. I just sent down down to David Aiken, so you know he's uh, he'll he'll do the end bit with her, but uh, she's only a two year old, but um, she's uh, she's a lovely type. Uh, we hope <laughs> you've uh, uh, you've had you, tr- yeah. trotting and breeding trotters has been a real passion for yours, but there's probably a pacer that went okay along the way too. Oh, you know, uh, well, the likes of Lenny and Lazarus and all those, I, I go without saying, but, uh, you know, old of a sniper, old of a machete, uh, carrot ones, you know, that I've bought at the sales and, um, you know, with Mark Association, with Turdens, I've had an association there for well, as long as I can remember. I think Mark was about 20 when I met him. But, yep. <laughs> and he's he only 50 now, you know, so, but... Um, yeah, no, it's just been uh, – you just have to have the best horse, the best trainer, the best driver, and a lot of luck. You know? <laughs> yeah, correct. Well, uh, yeah, you did something about uh, – something for the industry, bringing heavens above back, and, and also let's be happy. And that was an amazing trip you must have gone on to America, the four of you, to go look into the sales. And yes. Lauriston... Yeah, well, Bill brought back some nice ones too. Exactly right. Well yeah. – yeah, I haven't got anything planned for next week, but I think I do now. I might try and get Bill on and talk about the ones he bought out of that sale as well. So um, I would say there's been some pretty good horses and maybe even Honolulu Bay dates back to that sale, which wouldn't that be an amazing coincidence? If well, that's right. The, if you talk to Bill, don't talk golf, will you? I backed over him and they got with the golf buggy all up when I was over there. <laughs> <laughs> is, that why, pretty... is, that, is that why he walks with a limp? I thought it was his wallet in his back pocket. <laughs> no, and, and he is my accountant too, so I can't talk about him. So it's all good. Oh, uh, I'll ask him about that. Kev, thanks so much. Uh, this it's been the first half of a chat. We're going to come back the other side of the break with Pat Driscoll and get the second half of Heavens Above. Uh, thanks for coming on, and uh, best of luck with all your harness yep. racing endeavours going forward. Excellent. Thank you very much. Please. There. There is Kevin Risley uh, chatting about Heavens Above. And uh, that is, as I say, the first half of it. Pat Triscoll on the other side of this. And we'll find out a bit more about this story of this great mare, Heavens Above, the mother of Just Believe. Welcome back to Trot's Life. It is your Tuesday edition. And it's we're into the depths of what I call breeding hour now. And... Pat Driscoll joins us. Firstly, Pat, uh, how are you and whereabouts are you today? Yeah, hi, Toby. Um, yeah, I'm very well, thank you. At the farm in Ballarat. So uh, just sitting in the office at the farm. So, um, yeah, quite a nice little setting. 
I thought it would be interesting with Just Believe of late, uh, looking at his mother, Heavens Above, and going back through her career. And we've heard how she got bought from the yearling sales and came out to Australia with Kevin Risley. And then on the 21st of June, 2009, uh, was the date that Kevin had his dispersal sale. And you went along and you bought a couple of mares, Pat. Um. Not quite like that. Okay, I, think they yeah. were, <laughs> I think they were passed in. Oh, were they? Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, as I was talking to Peter Peter Dow just to, to get the um, uh, recollection correct. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I, was, I was interested in a, in a couple and uh, the two American uh, mares were passed in, I believe, Let's Be Happy and Heavens Above. Yep. And at the time I was talking to Peter trying to put some, um, you know, um, mares together and he suggested that I should have a look at these two particular mares. So um, yeah, that's how I come to, to to purchase them from Kevin. So let's be happy wasn't too bad a mare either for you. She produced uh, six foals, five winners for you including Val Gardena was a good horse and ends in a party. Correct, yeah. And we um, yeah, we've been very lucky breeding with her um, and Anton really likes. We have a um, um, a Quaker jet, maybe even two Quaker jets out of Belgardina that haven't raced. Yep. And he really, really likes them. So um, yeah, I think the uh, the family's breeding on nicely. And of course, heavens above the one we are talking about. So there was no particular desire to go out and get heavens above. It was just you were more building a band of horse, a band of broodmares, and as such. Yeah, what I was looking for at the time because mm. uh, was some American families yep. um, to, to cross with the uh, the French because of my early discussions with Mr. Dubois. He was very big on the Franco-American. Yeah. So I was you know, really interested in pick, trying to pick up some full American families. Um, I did a little bit of work with Dean Hoffman and he seemed to... Um, uh, some of his preachings, if you like, was... Um, don't worry too much about the performance. It's more about um, the pedigree of the mare. Yeah. So th- that's why I was, you know, particularly interested in um, these two American mares that were in the back, you know, basically in our backyard. Yeah, well, that's something interesting you touch on because she never raced heavens above, but her grandmother was like an 18-time winner in America and, and a really good mare from 30 starts. So she certainly had the breeding. Yeah, she's got a, a very good depth of breeding. Um, yeah. She's by Like a Prayer, who I believe is by um, uh, Lindy Lane, and a, and a very good broodmare sire, Lindy Lane, and so, and also Like a Prayer. So that was another key factor yeah. in buying um, uh, Heaven's Above. And the same with uh, Let's Be Happy. She was uh, Andover Hall out of a pine chip. Then, so, yeah. Nice building blocks is what um, Dean Hoffman would say. Yeah, nice building blocks. And Heavens Above produced, the first one was a cult feed by Yankee Paco, which I think it had already had that when you purchased her. And then uh, the first one for you was a Philly Heavenly Sign who won 11 races and 130,000. And then uh, Shared Interest won 18 races and 200. And then uh, Namoska, who, although 10 wins and 85,000, he's been just a good, honest horse for a long time, Namoska. Yeah, he, he was won by um, Ready Cash, yep. and um, he wasn't the, the soundest or the most, um, you know, correct horse. 
So, you know, the Ainsworth have done a fantastic job to, um, you know, to win what they have with him, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. And he- Heavenly Sister wasn't an early horse either. She ended up being quite a nice horse late. And, um, you know, um, shared interest, as you know, was second in a, um, a two-year-old um, um, Breeders' Crown final. So, you know, and then went on to do a good job in America. Um, the the only one that sort of hasn't produced, and it was probably my fault, was um, Hills Above. It's probably got a little bit too much Super Bowl in the pedigree. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, take the blame for that one because what seems to work quite nicely with Heavens Above is uh, something with a little bit of speedy crown, you know, tucked back in the pedigree. Yeah, yeah. Um, it basically hasn't missed when I've done that. Because Heavens Above is a three by three by four to Super Bowl, so Muscle Hill's got a bit of Super Bowl as well, and you think it produced that little bit too much Super Bowl, which is the week to be talking Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> correct. So um, I think it was breeder error um, in relation to that. That doesn't mean she can't breed on, yeah, yeah. but I think from a racehorse point of view, um, um, yeah, I, it was sort of breeder error in, in relation to that. Did, did you name shared interest? Uh, no, we we sold that to the Jacks. Um, okay. I believe at the yearly sale. I'm not 100 percent sure. Yeah. Uh, but no, I didn't. Uh, I named um, um, Just Believe. Um, yeah, that was the only one. And Heavenly Sister. They were the two that I named out of the mare. So why did you go with Just Believe? Because of the Heavens Above reference. Heavens, heavens Above. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> trying to get a. <laughs> I'm not too imaginative. The beauty with it, naming horses. I've never seen a bad one on an Into Dominion photo, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I haven't liked too many. And um, the, the funny story was um, we had one called um, Travel Bug that um, yeah. we leased to the McNulty's. And um, I didn't come. We had to name him quickly because we wanted to race him. And I wasn't around. So someone came up with the name Travel Bug. And I thought, oh, what a terrible name. It'll never win a race. And of course, it's one, you know it's gone on to win a bunch, and um, I quite like the name now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> so you're right; the name's just only as good as the horse. So, yeah. So you've touched on something with leasing travel bug, and and you've leased a lot of horses out to many different people, and just believe is one of those horses that you've leased out to a terrific group of owners, in which they are. Yeah. The. Um, They've really looked after him, I must admit. Yeah. Um, we, did, we didn't race him, and they've, um, um, he's been very lightly raced um, throughout his career, uh, firstly with um, Mick Hughes and now, and now even with um, Jess and Greg. Um, and they're, you know, they're seeing the rewards because uh, he didn't race as a two-year-old, I don't think, from memory. And then even only, I, I think, when we re- renewed the lease last year, He'd only had 30 starts, and he was a five-year-old. Yeah. So, you know, really, really well looked after, and, you know, now you're seeing the rewards. And that's what you want, isn't it, when you're leasing horses out? You want people to look after them 100% as if they're their own, which which they do, that group, and Mick Hughes and Jess Tubbs, well, you can't be dealing with better people. No, exactly. And, um, yeah, and, and there's no reason, you know, he's always been quite a sound horse, and, you know, hopefully he can keep delivering for another three or four years. That's the that's the beauty if everything goes right when you look after them. And when you're sitting in the grandstand, it, it would feel no different, surely. He's still your horse as much as he is anybody else's. 
Yeah, no, I, I love the best. Most people know I love the breeding side. Yep. So I get a real kick out of, you know, breeding, um, you know, breeding a winner, whether it be a maiden or, you know, a horse like Just Believe who's, you know, has gone on and done a very good job. So, yeah, no, get a real thrill and then, you know, go home and start planning the next mating. So, um, you know, trying to improve on it. So, um, no, I, um, yeah, I, I think it's, um, yeah, just as big a thrill as, you know, standing there and having your photo taken, for me anyway. Yeah, Aaron, speaking of the next mating, so Heavenly Sister is Just Believe's half-sister and uh, it's got one foal that's raced Keep Believing. There was another one in 2021 and it says uh, Pendings. Uh, I'm not sure where it's at and it's by Always Ready. Breeding, Correct, yeah. breeding a mare that you raced like Heavenly Sister to a stallion of yours always ready. Is that the next level of thrill to the breeding side of things? Um, yeah, we, we only put him over three mares. Um, yeah, wow. And we've got uh, three three foals. And then we didn't do it yet last year because of, you know, we didn't have the staff to, to do lots of things we wanted to do. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it's it's quite cool. Um, I, I must admit it's just, you know, part of the, the, uh, the process and it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, what, what he's like and, just to give you a bit of the reasoning behind that, yeah. Heavenly Sister had quite a, a daisy colour action, you know, when she uh, when she trotted. Yeah. And um, the um, always ready's got more of a sewing machine action. Yeah. And what I what we're trying to what I was trying to do there, in particularly the smaller tracks in Australia, it's more suited to, um, even though the um, daisy colour action looks quite you know nice, that's more of a bigger track action yeah. and um, what I was trying to do there was put the um, that sewing machine type action into her you know plus you know give always really a nice mare yeah, okay so she's by she's by a sewing machine out of Daisy Cutter so you'll get a good name uh, yeah, out of that yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so that yeah it just gives you you know always trying to do something so um, yeah to, rather than just put a horse with a horse yeah, you know, so trying to look. Um, initially, I used to just always look at, um, you know, the pedigree and yeah, what, yeah. you know, what matches up. But um, with Anton's help, um, really looking at, um, you know, physically, you know, how how do we get the, you know, the best product or the best foal? But that's what you can do when when you're this far down the line now, and and you can look at horses' actions, their temperaments, even as well. You might have a real fiery mare and put it to a really placid stallion to get that that sort of calmness as well. So there's so many factors you can factor into breeding a horse, isn't there? Now, yeah, no, that's true. And you know, even when you're fixing up, you get certain stallions that'll fix up their physical traits as well. Yeah, like Quaker Jet, we often put him over a mare that needs fixing up. Um, you know, physically, confirmation-wise, yeah, yeah. he seems to straighten him up, and he's he's also one to fix up gate because he's he's inbred, I believe, to you know because of his inbreeding to um, Armbro Glamour, which was the um, you know the the dam of um, cocktail jet. Yep. So it's all these little things that we see over time, and then we try and put them all together to to make a nice bowl. 
Yeah, I just believe, I keep saying this all the time, these things just don't happen overnight. It's such a journey from so far back to uh, a, a couple of mares get passed in in 2009 and, and you're constantly thinking, you're constantly looking at how to improve and give yourself every best chance to produce another great horse. And uh, Yabby Dam Farms, Pat Driscoll, you certainly have. We just believe uh, congratulations on that, mate, and look forward to seeing uh, Sewing Machine cross Daisy Cutter. No worries at all. I yeah, appreciate the chat. Thanks, Toby. Very good. There is Pat Driscoll, the chief of Yabby Dam Farms.